I'm Ben Pugh, and you're listening to Impact Parenting with Perspective, episode number seven. This podcast is all about helping parents manage the mental and emotional drama that comes with parenting teens so they can focus on what's most important, building rock-solid relationships and having a powerful impact on their teen's life. Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your teen turn struggles into strengths. Hello, guys. Welcome back to my podcast, Impact Parenting with Perspective. Today, we are going to be talking about how you, as a parent, can be empowered by using the self-coaching model. I didn't create the self-coaching model. It was actually my coach, Brooke Castillo. I'm going to tell you all about it and how you can use it to revolutionize your life as a parent. But before we get to that, I want to thank you, all of you, for listening to my podcast. And for those of you who have taken the time to leave me a review, thank you. I love the feedback. Uh, That also helps other people find this show. So if you haven't yet and you'd like to, I want to invite you. Go leave me a review. And also, all of you who have joined our five-day challenge, I enjoy seeing you in there. Those of you who post what you're working on, it's so beneficial to see that other parents are also working on this. Those of you who haven't joined us, come on over. You can join that by going to benpewcoaching.com slash challenge. And I would love to have all the parents who listen to this show who want to go through a five-day challenge and improve as parents, go join us. Uh, If you did it right when the show came out, awesome. Go do it again. It's fun. I do it repeatedly. All right. So as promised, today we are going to talk about the most powerful coaching tool that I have ever found. Uh, I have kind of been a self-help junkie. I don't know. I love reading self-help books. I love self-improvement, personal development. This is the best tool that I've ever found. Out of everything I've listened to, out of everything I've studied, the self-coaching model, which was created by Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School, it's my personal favorite. It helps me understand me. It helps my focus turn inward It helps me realize what is within my control and what isn't. And it helps me be more future focused, more results driven. So I love the self-coaching model. And I want to teach you guys how you can use this very same model to help you raise teenagers. Now, I personally know tons of people who use this model for business, they use it to lose weight, they use it to fix their relationship with their spouse. And I just want to teach you how I've helped my clients use this to fix their relationship with their teenagers, to become more intentional as a parent. So this model, I want to be clear, like I use it almost every day. I try to use it every day and some days I get busy and I don't. But when I am getting the results that I want as a parent, as an entrepreneur, 
it's when I'm using this daily model to help me be more intentional about how I think, how I feel, the actions that I take, and the goals that I pursue. So I love this model. It is super, super easy. But with anything that's easy, you have to remember, just because it's easy, like our brains are like, oh, it's easy to do, we can just toss it aside. No, it's simple, but it's kind of like going to the gym. Going to the gym is easy, and yet we don't do it every day. So with how easy this is, I want to invite you, practice it, use it, try and use it every day. It's one of the simplest things that will have a huge impact in your life. So this tool helped me as a young principal. Uh, I was just starting out as at a failing school. I was also a foster dad to three foster kids at the time, or no, four foster kids at the time, plus three of my own. This model has helped me get through some of the toughest moments of my life. So a few things that it is, it will help you focus on you. It will help you focus on what you can control. And the model is not for us to apply to our lives to fix other people. As a parent, you can apply it to your life. You can live more intentionally, but it's not going to fix in quotation marks. Like it's not going to fix your teenager, but it will help you as a parent. Uh, you might need some fixing and it will help you address those areas that will help you better manage whatever struggles you're having with your teenager. So one of the troubles that I see people use is when they try to use, or troubles people use, one of the troubles I see people, parents get into is when they try to use the model to improve or fix someone else. That is not what the model is for. It is for you to improve and work on yourself. So with that being said, like don't go attack your spouse or your teenager with this and say, hey, I learned a new way to think. I want you to start using this. The most powerful way to share this is for you to start using it and be an example of what's possible. That way your teenager will be like, okay, what's that thing you do? And as you live this and practice it, it will be more natural and more easy for you to teach rather than understanding it conceptually only and then trying to pass on the information. So with that being said, we're going to dive headfirst into the model. So the model is made up of five parts. There is circumstances, our thoughts about those circumstances, our feelings, our actions, and the results that our actions create. So there's the five components. First, circumstances. Second, thoughts. Third, feelings. Fourth, actions. And fifth, our results. So when it comes to our circumstances, uh, what I teach people is that these are the things outside of our control that are part of day-to-day -day life. Like, it's an event that happens. It might be something that someone says to you. It's the fact that it's raining outside. All of these things are circumstances. They're outside of your control. They're happening to you. They're happening around you. 
these are circumstances. Now, circumstances are neutral. Uh, they aren't good. They're not bad. Like, it, it's not even really raining here. But if it were raining here in Utah where I am, it would be easy to think, oh, hey, rain is really good because we live in a dry state and we need all the rain that we can get. Someone else might be thinking, man, my basement is flooding. I hate the rain. So the thing is, our circumstances are neutral and they're factual. So I couldn't say, hey, the circumstances, it's raining and rain is really good. The circumstance would be it's raining. Maybe add some facts in there like it's raining. I don't know. It rained half an inch or something. And then my thoughts are the part that kind of just attribute negativity or positivity to the circumstances, which all circumstances are neutral. So circumstances lead to our thoughts. Um, if someone at work says, uh, I don't like your hairdo, that is a circumstance. It's not negative. It's not positive. That circumstance leads to some thoughts. You might think, well, how dare they? Their hair looks crazy. Or you might think, <clears throat> that's so rude. Why would they say that? These are our thoughts, which are like, they're not neutral. And so our circumstances are always neutral. Our thoughts kind of convey our judgment about the circumstances. Now, our thoughts are also how we interpret our circumstances. Our thoughts are within our control to a certain extent. If Well, I'll explain. We have roughly 60,000 thoughts go through our head each day. Most of those thoughts we are not aware of. Now, we can control the thoughts by controlling the ones that we are aware of, the ones that we do kind of process, and the ones that we think recurringly that are kind of habitual. So <clears throat> what we do is we identify the thoughts that we're thinking about our circumstances, and we start to, I'll show you how our thoughts relate to our results. But what we do is we identify our thoughts and the results that they're generating down the line. And then we determine, does this thought serve us or does it serve me or not? And if it doesn't, like we can control what we think about. We can choose to think something differently. So our circumstances are neutral. They're things outside of our control. They happen to us, around us. They're factual. Our thoughts are within our control. Uh, sometimes they're habitual. And our thoughts are a way of processing our circumstances. So for some, I'll just use my teenage self. I lit a school bus on fire when I was a teenager. It was dumb. It was stupid. But the circumstance was just Ben and a friend lit school bus on fire with rubber cement. Like that's it. It isn't they're bad kids. It isn't they messed up. They made a huge mistake. No, it's just the facts of the matter. They did this. Now, my parents and my principal and the other leaders, their thought was, oh, man, this is really bad. 
Ben made a big mistake. So you can see how our circumstances trigger our thoughts. Now, our thoughts create the emotions that go on in our bodies, the feelings. Now, this is diff different than like the pain of getting punched in the face. Like that's not from you thinking, oh, I got punched in the face, this hurts. No, that's like physical pain as a result of being punched in the face. What I'm talking about is emotions, feelings that come from our thoughts. So when I lit the school bus on fire, like I felt a ton of shame because my thought was I did something wrong. I actually thought I was a bad person. And all of that led to feelings of shame. Our thoughts always lead to feelings. If you want to feel confident, or if you want your team to feel confident, we need to think thoughts that create the feeling of confidence. We need to help our team think thoughts that create the feeling of confidence. So our feelings are just emotions that we feel. When we try to identify our thoughts and our feelings, sometimes they get kind of blurry. We know a feeling is identified as a feeling when it's just one word, sad, frustrated, angry, furious, happy, excited, shame. Like these are various feelings. If we think that I'm feeling left out because no one's here with me, like that is a thought. Once it becomes a sentence or several words together, it goes from being a feeling to a thought. So our feelings are created in our own body based on our thoughts. And it's okay to experience all feelings. Um, we can experience a ton of sadness and we can come out okay on the other side. We can experience a ton of happiness and excitement. All of our feelings that we feel, they are feelable. They are doable. We need to help our teenagers understand that because sometimes they think that, oh man, I can't take this sadness. It's too much. And then they start to insulate themselves from feeling more sadness and they don't connect with people because they don't want to be disappointed and feel sad. We need to help our teenagers understand, hey, you can experience any and all emotions. It's okay. You don't need to hide from anxiety. You don't need to hide from embarrassment or shame. Just, yeah, some of these emotions are unpleasant, but know that you can experience it and know that the worst thing you're going to experience is just an emotion. So our emotions lead to our actions or sometimes inaction. Oftentimes, these actions become habitual. So I want to give you an example. When I feel stressed, I often engage in the following actions. I snap at my kids. I get short-tempered. My feeling of stress, my feeling of anxiety leads to the action of me yelling at my kids, leads to the action of me arguing with my wife. Um, also, when I'm stressed, I know I want to eat more junk food. That is something I'm aware of. I'm like, okay, I'm stressed. That's why I want to sit down and eat a bowl of ice cream and binge watch Netflix. When we identify our actions, it makes it easier to see the cause of the results that we're getting in our life. 
So our actions lead to our results. Sometimes it's just one action and boom, we get this result. Other times it's the repeated action. Like me being overweight is the result of my repeated action of eating junk food when I'm stressed. And so the power is we can identify, okay, here's the result that I'm currently getting. I'm overweight. Here's the result that I want. Here's the actions that are getting me to my current result. Here's the actions that would get me to my desired result. And we can start to make changes to get a different result. This works with parenting a teenager. You may feel like you don't have a good relationship with your teenager. And you might be able to look at, oh man, we got in an argument last week. And as a result of that action, I can see that my relationship with them is not as strong as I would like it to be. So what we can do is we can say, okay, next time I'm feeling frustrated, I'm going to be intentional. Rather than arguing with my teen, I'm going to take this different action. I'm going to practice being compassionate. I'm going to practice talking without being angry. And that leads to a different result. Like maybe our teen is still mad at us, but the result is I feel like my relationship with them is better because I controlled my actions and I got a different outcome. So when it comes to the model, so our thoughts are a way of interpreting our circumstances. So our circumstances is kind of at the top. Oftentimes I'll call this the C line. And as a coach, one of my primary jobs is to help you identify the actual circumstances, not all the drama that we like to pack in around it. Like uh, my son just lit a school bus on fire and he's such a bad kid and he's going to go to jail and he's going to ruin his life and blah, 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 blah. I help you unpack all of the drama and just have the facts. Like, okay, your son lit a school bus on fire. Then I help you identify what you're thinking about it. So this circumstance led to these thoughts. Thoughts of, oh, he's ruining his life. Thoughts of, this will make it so he can't ever get a good job. Or thoughts of, does this mean he's a bad kid? Maybe questions of, what is going on to make him do this? Okay, so our circumstances lead to our thoughts, which our thoughts create the emotions that are happening in our body. So maybe you're worried that your teenager is ruining their life. That creates emotions of anxiety, stress, worry. And then those emotions will usually narrow it down to one and identify one action that that creates. So maybe your action is that you don't trust your teen. And when he asks if he can do something, you always tell him no. Maybe your action is that you try and control what your teenager does, who he hangs out with, how late he can stay out. And you're doing that because you're worried about him. And the result is you and your teen aren't getting along. You're not connecting. So this is the self-coaching model. Circumstances are at the top. They're neutral. They lead to our thoughts, which create our emotions and our feelings, which fuel our actions, which our actions then create our results. Now, the power of this is that you as a parent can start to identify how you're thinking about circumstances. 
uh, in an upcoming podcast, possibly the next one, we're going to talk about our own personal narrative. Our narrative about what's going on is just the story that we tell ourselves about our circumstances. Our thoughts become our reality. Our thoughts trickle down through our emotions and our actions, and they become our reality. So one of my goals in hosting this podcast is that I want to help parents have more hope. I want to help parents put the struggles that they're going through as parents and that their teenagers are going through into perspective. Now, this has happened in my own life with perfect 2020 hindsight. Like I can see, okay, I set a school bus on fire and you know what? That actually prepared me to be a principal. My new thoughts around that are, it was always supposed to happen. I can embrace my past. Now that's easy when I'm looking backwards. Sometimes when I'm looking at my teenage son, it's easy for me to be like, oh, he's failing math. He's ruining his life. He's going to grow up to be lazy. He's going to be lousy at math. He's going to never do his homework. These are the thoughts that my brain automatically creates which then I feel anxious about my son's grade. And that feeling of anxiousness leads to the action of me harping on my son and being angry and being like, dude, go get your math caught up. That leads to arguing. And as a result, I'm not as connected to my son. When, on the other hand, I can think, oh, you know what? I was terrible at math in school and I turned out okay. Like the math that I need to know, I used to build houses and we had to understand geometry and all sorts of stuff. The math that I need to know and that I appreciate, I understand quite well because I went and learned it on my own because I needed to know it. So all of a sudden the circumstance of my son failing math, I can be intentional about how I think. I can put it into perspective and realize, okay, it's not the end of the world, He just doesn't care about it right now. Maybe he will in the future. And that leads to a feeling of peace because I know, oh, that's okay. Which leads to the action of me trying to support him out of peace rather than trying to force him to change out of anxiety or frustration. And so the result that I get is that I'm connecting with him instead of fighting with him. Rather than fighting about the math, I can say, hey, you know what? Let's take some time after dinner and I'll help you on it. And maybe he gets upset. And I still say, you know what? We're still going to do this. I know I can help you. I see you're upset, but I'm going to help you do this. And I'm being emotionally intentional. And I'm working towards the result that I want to get rather than being unintentional about it. So the biggest thing about the model is that it's for you to improve your life by becoming more intentional and also by becoming more aware. You don't need to change everything right now today. Just start becoming more intentional. Become aware. Okay, I'm feeling anxiety right now. Let me become aware of the thought that's generating that emotion. Oh, I'm sitting down eating ice cream and binge watching Netflix. What am I feeling right now? Oh, that's anxiety. Why am I feeling anxiety? Oh, because I don't know if my job will still be there with COVID happening. 
So I wanted to share the model early on in this podcast, partially because I'm going to refer to it often because it's one of the tools that I use more often than anything else. I also believe it's the most powerful thing that you can start practicing to change your life. And by you being more intentional, that will help you have a more powerful impact on your teenager because you'll be able to keep life's challenges in perspective. You'll be able to show up emotionally intentional rather than emotionally unintentional or out of control. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This is somewhat of a deep topic. If you have to listen to it twice, maybe three times, no one's judging. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I would love to help you understand the model, how to use it in your life, and how to turn this into a daily practice. And if you haven't yet, go join our five-day Be The Change Challenge from the first five episodes of this podcast. There, you can also reach out to me and say, hey, I'm working on the model. How do I properly identify my thoughts? How do I identify my feelings? How do I separate those two? I would love to help you do this. Anyways, that's all for today. If you have any questions, please reach out. If you've liked this episode or any of the previous episodes, please take a minute to like and share this podcast with any friends or family who may also benefit from this. And I will talk to you guys next week. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Impact, Parenting with Perspective. If you found any of this helpful and would like to get some one-on-one help with parenting your team, head over to benpewcoaching.com slash mini and sign up for a free consultation today. I'll talk to you soon.